Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. As I walk through this wicked world, searching for light in the darkness of insanity, I ask myself, is all hope lost? Is there only pain and hatred and misery? And each time I feel like this inside, there's only one thing I want to know. What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? The Legion After Show starts now! You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz But what's so funny about having a full panel for the first Woo! time Fire in the me! middle of the season, episode five? Congratulations to us. <laughs> Welcome to the Legion After Show. Aww. We are finally here. The gang's all, all together. here. Selfie. Together again for the first time, <laughs> reunited, and it feels so good. Christian Blatt here alongside Alana Jordan. Hey, I'm here too. And Alexa Cappy. <laughs> What's up? I'm so excited to talk about this episode. And Jeff, uh, I didn't give you as fun a nickname, so just say hi. What up, what up? Yeah, I was like, no, I'm good. She was all hyped. We ready to go. Yeah. I'm hyped. We are ready to go. I ready love this episode. Look, here's great. the thing. The very different reactions and introductions and personalities, but that's because we are Legion. And we, are. we can't we all be the same. It's not going to work. So we, all, we are definitely Legion. So I want to know, what did everybody think about the episode? Jeff, starting with you, just overall thoughts on the episode and then we'll really dive into it i thought this was a fun episode it was a lot easier to to like understand throughout the whole compared to last episode sure. but no it was a great episode and i like the parallels that happen in the in this episode compared to the first season so i'm gonna kind of talk about that later in this episode sure but i thought it was a really cool episode and fun to see the parallels Alexa Cappy, what did you think? Uh, I loved it. I thought this episode was awesome. Um, I love the way it was written. And finally, David and Sid got a moment where they talked again. And I was just like, I was like, Sid is setting him up. She's setting him up. She's setting him up. She's setting him up. It was so cool to watch. Were you touched by that moment? Ooh. It was a bait and switch. Ooh. I mean. There we go. This is just. That was like back to back your mama jokes. I don't even, you know, there's nothing that can compare to that. You're welcome, and we're sorry. <laughs> so, yes, uh, and uh, uh, Elena, what did you think of uh, the episode on the hall? I liked the episode a lot. I wasn't here last week, and I'll we be noticed. honest. <laughs> you weren't? What? No, you were at in this timeline. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but, but you come back in time, lines. and you will have been yes, here. Yes, and, and I will have, have been here. You're going to fix the it. First time I was on last week's show, mm-hmm. I said that I loved it. You guys don't remember it because nope. the second time, the more recent, I wasn't yep. here. Mm. Right, right, right. I right, followed right. all of that. By exactly. The way. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Because much like time, it doesn't have to be linear. <laughs> what did thoughts. you think? What, what, did, what did this Elena think of this episode? I liked this episode not as much as I liked last episode because I liked that it was kind of a little choppier and non-linear, but I did like that we had some great callbacks and some good references this episode um, I like where the story is going 
And I like that we're getting some carnage, even though it may be temporary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that what we're getting to see is just how far gone David is. I continue five weeks into this season, five episodes into this season, to still be of the frame of mind that the Shadow King being thousands of years older is certainly the much worse guy. But David is making decisions that I think he he would you know, he would recommend like a past version of himself would be like, don't do this stuff. But he's at a point where he just thinks it doesn't matter. Like when Switch asks him at the end of the episode, wait, are they dead? Like, ah, some of them or none of them. It's not really going to matter. And she even asks him, like, that doesn't bother you? And clearly it doesn't. And when you're so sure that you're going to go back and undo everything, you know, he knows that that Sid murdered him twice, you know, in the season premiere. So he's like, well, that got undone. So this will all get undone. What were you going to say? Well, I mean... Part of it is that, and part of it is that he's he's delusional now. I mean, I, I feel like he's he's setting up his own narrative what, that he's the victim, and he's not really listening to any other, you know, commentary on that. And he's like, I'm the victim. I deserve love. I'm going to go after it, and that's it. And what's great about this show is that nobody is really inherently a good person. They're they're all basically people with good and bad, and that's what they're discussing. Really, is like what's good what's bad everybody's in this like little like um, you know gray area and it's really cool to watch just like the morality unfold in, in every character too it's, not just david but it's cool to see how they're kind of sub- <laughs> hey there uh how they're kind of subverting the stereotype of the superhero about yeah. how these people are powered but the question keeps being like it seems like the setup is the central dramatic question being who is the true hero. Right. Whereas it seems like now in the final season they're subverting the central dramatic question that we've had throughout the entire series and setting it up more as, okay, there is no true hero because we've seen David as the hero. We've seen Farouk say, oh, now you're telling me that the villain is now the hero mm-hmm. and the hero is the villain. We've seen Sid say flat out before she kills David or tries to kill David um, that she believes she's the hero now because she's stopping the apocalypse Mm -hmm. and the inevitable. But everything that each of these characters are doing is setting up a self-fulfilling prophecy and their own limitations and their own inability to see past their individual wants and needs is what's stifling the progress on everybody's end. Right. So if there's no true hero, is there a true villain then? No, because I think that's. I don't. I don't mean this, but it seems like the sort of uh, pretentious thing people would say. Everybody's well, their own no, villain. The 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 true villain is us. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> yes, exactly. everybody's their own. villain. But yeah. it, it, to some extent, and I don't, hero I don't, at the same time. I don't think everybody is, is a villain, but I, I think that everybody's playing a part. Can be. Everybody can be a yeah, villain. They I could think. be. I think that's what this, it's, it's, it's exploring is like everybody can be a good person. Everybody can be a bad person. Just depends on what. You decide and to show showing what moment. you're willing to be complicit in, which yeah. we even see, you know, paralleled with the actual Holocaust scenes that we get this episode, and how it's showing these real life parallels of people who are ostracized for political or demographic based beliefs, mm-hmm. and then showing that that is something that they're directly representing as you can be villainous just by being complicit in other people's villainous actions mm-hmm. by not trying to do everything you can to stop it. That does make you a villain. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm wondering, uh, Elena, do you think in the next timeline you're going to make sure that you don't spill any water on the house? <laughs> you know, that's part of it. It's actually, you know, it's a ripple in time. It's a ripple in water. I'm uh, just here for the ripples. That was just for us. Aww. Thank you. Aww. Uh, Get out of here, Brian Ryan. <laughs> Brian Ryan. Am I saying it wrong? What's Ra- going on? Ryan Adams. But what we see at the end of the previous episode, David declares that it's war. So we really hit the ground running in this one. And in case we didn't get the notion that he really is pretty far gone, as we were just talking about... There's, you know, he basically walks through, well, the, the, the people on the motorcycles go through him and turn into glass and shatter. But in the, there's a guy who's begging for his life and David melts his face. You know, that's the sort of nameless person who becomes a nameless, faceless person, unfortunately, Aww. for them. But, you know, there, there's, there's not even a, a he, any hesitation. He doesn't, there's no reason that you have to kill that person. No. You and know? you don't even have to kill them in the most violent and sad way, like someone's begging for their life. Well, I disagree, because well, if you're going to kill them, you might as well kill them right. No, but yeah, exactly. He doesn't, he does he, you know... You can put he can make people go to sleep by like pointing at them. He yeah, could. that's all he needs to do. He's angry though. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah, he's angry. Sto- he's on a mission. You stole my time you traveler. Stole, I want him back. Die in he's, the most horrible way possible. Yeah. But it also he, shows how he objectifies people to the point that it's like his toy got taken from mm-hmm. him, and he's angry. It's yeah. not he's worried about her well-being at all. I like that analogy too because we even harken back to it in like the last episode where we talked about how infantile David can get. Yeah. And he actually like throws tantrums. And there was a point where he was talking to I think he was talking to Sid and he actually got um, infantile as well. Uh, yes, when he said, I'm sorry, I'll fix it, I promise. Like, his voice got, I'm sorry, I'll fix it, like a little yeah. boy. No, that's like when my four-year-old tells me that he's going to start listening to me, like, right now. <laughs> because I told him, like, we haven't been listening to me, so now you're not going to watch a video after yeah. dinner. And he's like, well, I'm going to start listening now. And I'm like, well, I needed you to listen to me before. And, uh, much like my four-year-old, David gets to do whatever he wants. And yeah. David can watch videos anytime, <laughs> basically. But so. I love that, that, too, that we keep seeing, you know, the reference of the angriest boy in the world, yeah. this, like, story. And it's yep. like, dude, this is you. Yep. This is just your, again, self-fulfilling prophecy, is you are just being this whiny little boy who it's looking like is going to... Destroy the world. Put, well, yeah, <laughs> well, potentially kill his mom. And yeah. I'll pitch this question to everyone in the chat, but let's go uh, down the line in the panel. Uh, if... You're determined you have a mission like David does, and you're convinced that you're going to go back and undo everything. Uh, would you not worry about how many people you killed along the way? Uh, Jeff, you're already shaking your head, so I'm going to start with you. Yeah, I, I got to go with no, because you, you're still that person. So if you're going to if you're gonna kill people, you're still that person, even if you save them. That means, like, you can't go back and just unkill un- you you can unkill them, but you're still that same person that killed them. You still have that same mindset. You're still that same soul. So no, you can't do that. If you're the person that's killing them, then you're a bad person. That's just how I see it. What do you think, Alexa? Would you make the same decision that David seems to make without any hesitation? And like, well, I'm, I'm these people aren't going to stay dead, so I might as well get some killing in now. No, because I'm not a sociopath. 
think I care about people. You heard it, you heard it here first, by the way. That's actually news to me. I had no idea. I wouldn't kill anyone, so I don't have Just like anyone. a sociopath yeah. would right. say. Right, thank you. Right. I'm glad you yeah. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't be able to. I agree with but Jeff. If you, but, yeah, you know, look, there's a difference between, to, well, to, to get specifically morbid, I mean, the when... You know, Nazi soldiers originally were just doing firing lines and shooting people. That wasn't really a good time for that. Let's, <laughs> let's ease up on the sound effects, Jerry Springer. Uh, they, they, they used to shoot them, and then they're like, you know what? We're we're these these we have, we're these awful people. Uh, we don't want to see these people that we're killing, and so that's when you come up with things like gas chambers and things yep. like that. So the reason I bring that up. Because David can kill people without really having the consequences, without seeing it, you know. He can make all of his groupies disappear in a way of like, you killed them. No, I didn't. Wait, shit, did I kill everybody? But, no, they're just somewhere else. Wait, I think I might have killed them. But again, I, I bring back the point where he doesn't, again, he's he's rationalizing it in his brain or brains or whatever's going on in there. A lot of brains, a lot of brains, that yeah. He's not actually killing these people. Yeah, yeah temporarily, it probably hurt maybe a little bit, but don't worry, you're not going to feel it. Next time yeah, around. What's like, interesting is, like, Sid has already blatantly pointed out to him exactly what you were saying, Jeff, is that even if you go back to fix it, even if you undo something, you still did it. I just don't remember it. Right. So your reality is that you've still committed these atrocities. You've just erased it from the minds of everyone else around you. And the person that you intrinsically are is going to remain despite what circumstances that you change around it. So, I mean, even David, I mean, he's looking these people in the eye. Mm -hmm. So even going back to your analogy of, you know, the, the Nazi camps and everything, he is so far past that, that to him, this is almost like a video game. These aren't yeah. real people. This is all just a virtual reality that is going to have a do-over and a reset switch. So this this round didn't count. Right. I mean, I think that I, I'll sort of hedge my bets a little bit. I think I wouldn't kill with the reckless abandon that David is. But I think in certain situations, you're like, this is going to be a lot easier if this person that doesn't, you know, like just say anybody from the district, any any of our recurring characters, you know, if he felt like, you know what, I need to kill female Carrie now, but I'll make it up to her. I do, I, you know, like, oh, she's trying to kill me. I'm going to kill her to stop her. It's going to be all right. She's not going to stay dead. I could see making that decision, but he is so far past that. He's melting faces. He's also people that he doesn't even kill. He, what, I guess that's Clark's partner, what is his name, Daniel? Daniel. Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. Who is still alive, but now doesn't have any of his long-term memory. And so, it, I mean, in a way, that's worse, because now he's like, do you know my it's name? basically catatonic. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, exactly. So And also then kills his partner, and so then there's not even the memory of... Yeah. Like, that's one of the saddest things, because mm -hmm. it's like, and they even reiterate, like, yeah, them on watching two the different... Movies, uh, the yeah, well, even movies. their conversation just before of how great, like, their relationship is and how they want to be together, and then yeah. it's like, oh, well, you're not going to remember that, and now he's dead in space, so... <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. But, as we were saying, as I said when we went to commercial after that, uh, I, I know that they've tried to make us, uh, they've tried to soften up Clark, but I disliked him from season one, and I can't say that I'm, I'm losing sleep over him. Let me say, the only death that I really cared about was Lenny. Uh, yeah. Who man, is also, by the way, who's also a character. If you think about that, too, that's a character that we, at some point in the run of the series, 
probably felt like, oh, David's life would be better if he would just kill Lenny. But yeah, then she, but now she's yeah. become almost his like moral compass, which yeah. shows you how far gone. The he's only gone. one you care about, say, though? Come yeah, of the, come on, of the much like Clark's body, that's too cold. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I didn't really feel connection to the rest you of like that character. That's I all did. I care about. That was good, though. Fand- <laughs> that was good. So let's uh, bring the chat into this. Fandom D Saint points something out. The question is, do you even remember it once you change the past. So David's making these decisions, and Ooh, it doesn't seem point. like that, but does he on some level feel like, look, when I go back in time and change everything, I'm not going to know but that I did But it doesn't matter this. whether or not he knows it. It's just, uh, right. the question is, is he a good person? That but is, he would feel like he's a good person if he didn't know that he did all this killing. Uh, in theory. Like, he's going to think he's a good person. He's not going to have to struggle with I I accomplished my goal, but boy, I killed a lot of people along the way. But even if you think you're a good person, you're still that same person that did it. Even if you don't know you did it. You know what you're capable of because you're doing it now. So it means in another timeline, you could also be capable of those same atrocities. Exactly. Right. Uh, Will 316 points out, once you declare war, rules and feelings go out the window. Well, yeah. Yeah. But we're, we're still trying to, we're still trying to hold know. on to I David's I feel like, humanity. is it war based on rules and feelings specifically? Like, isn't I mean, that like the two intrinsic parts of war? Is I that mean, it's like... All right. Miss Geneva Convention. That's not the way that wars happen now, though. You know, that those the, those are the old kind of wars. You know, where they where you took you know you can. I mean, there's uh, still like there's war crimes that exist. Yeah, there are rules and structures when you're in war, and war is incited by emotion and feeling. So I feel like that's basically. Two things can be true. They, they, it can be true. Uh, and, and Jenna James uh, wants to know, why did they turn uh, Tonomy into a robot? Because didn't he die? Isn't he that died. Right? And they yeah. uploaded his brain into yeah. the mainframe. That happened last season. I think that was just a, re- a way that they probably liked the actor. And like, let's figure out a way to let's keep him around. keep him around. Yeah. Nobody yeah. who's dead ever really dies. Yeah. I actually love that he said that, because I was like, that's the most Marvel statement I think I've ever yes. heard. It's that like, is. uh-uh, they're back, baby. <laughs> so many people came back. <laughs> this show in particular, too. Right, well. yeah. I'm a, Nobody, I mean, I don't know. Do you all think Lenny's actually dead? Because I think she is. I don't think I she's think coming she back. Is. I, no, I, she's coming back. Well, she's been dead before. I know. And I think that she just killed David's sister's body, so... Thanks for doing that again, yeah. Lenny. But I think that he'll still be able to interact with her consciousness. I don't yeah. think that her, like... You'll, you'll be able to find her in the astral plane yeah. forever, basically. Like, That's she's true. not going to be gone, gone. So, we'll get more Aub- Aubrey Plaza this season. Good, because uh, I like her. Yes. Same. 100%. <laughs> it's again in Marvel. It's like, we paid for these actors. We're getting them, man. Like, yeah, no, 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 really when, did. Don't worry about when, it. When you're a series regular, you get paid for every episode, whether mm-hmm. you're in it or not. Mm-hmm. So, you're, yeah. So, we're, you're showing up to work, Aubrey. So, I'm going to say maybe we don't see her next week. Uh, so, you know, somebody in the chat said, and I was trying to find the answer to this, and I'll, I'll see what the, the panel thinks, that there's only three more episodes. I thought this was a ten-episode season. And someone in the chat seems to think it's, it's eight. an eight-episode season. Eight. Oh, so, wow. It is eight. So it's really sad that we are only getting a full panel on episode five. I thought that there were ten. I thought, I thought we two. were going until Labor Day. So nope. uh, Next apparently- week is the anti-penultimate episode. Oh, the anti-penultimate, yes. That is actually... And then the week, and the week is, after is the penultimate. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, I'm not going to lie, I was not ready for this. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Well, that's your, normally the anti-penultimate episode is the best episode. 
Well, I mean, I, if opinion. you're talking about The oh, Sopranos, absolutely. But for a lot of series, I think for the very, very last season, that tends well, to be the case well, because then the, you have a two se- you have a two episode denouement. Yeah, the second to last episode of Lost sure was better than the series finale, but we don't have time to talk about that. There's so much more to talk about. We really don't it's have really time good. for that again. We really don't Breaking have time for that. Breaking Bad. I'm sorry. Just as tight up. Ozymandias, Ozymandias, yeah. What up, Brian Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> what up, Brian Ryan? <laughs> Uh, so we, I wanted to talk about Switch for a moment because, it, it, and switching topics. Yeah, I would, I would love to switch topics to Switch. And, <laughs> you know, if this, if this were a different time, uh, I, 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 we could I all go ahead. Punched had a, in the mouth. I would have the Switch to use for that. No, but it's a different time. It's not now. I would never do that. No, but let's talk well, about Switch because let's talk about Switch. Uh, what I want to ask everyone here and the chat. Uh, as well is why do you have a Walkman with cassette player? Yeah, thank you for asking that because I oh no that wasn't it. <laughs> no, nope, okay. that wasn't it. Okay, but I, I really do want to ask why do, is she still sticking with David? I have a theory, and that theory is that she doesn't seem to have gotten a lot of love or human connection. Yeah. Uh, I like that her dad's in a TV and she's communicating. <laughs> To a TV. Jeff shook his head during that dinner scene. By the way, <laughs> He's like you know, but pass me why? the potatoes. Why is she Get with, out of why here, is she with David? She's with David. Why? Well, what's her? What's I, her? I think, you're, I think you're absolutely right because when Carrie, male Carrie, said that he was there to rescue her, she was like, "You're here to save me." So it was like somebody was showing her affection of any yeah. kind, and that. So she was like, "Oh, that's great." And then David came to rescue her a different time. She's like, yeah, I had really weird dreams. So I think... Look, she just she, seems so she wants, lost. She and wants, it's just like, I'll do whatever. She wants love from Daddy, and that's not coming. So if you so, if you I can't guess, be with the one you love, love the one you with. So she can't be with a, Daddy, so she'll be with Daddy? Daddy, yes. Oh, oh, she's God. a squeaky <laughs> from, basically. Wow. Like, 100%. Yeah. Like, that's what it is, is. It's like, it's the stereotypical... I mean, we see all of the, the women that fall into these cult patterns, is yeah. that everything on this show is a direct parallel to actual occurrences mm-hmm. in history. And we've seen... So many of these cult leaders that lure in these broken, fragile women, and she's one of them. She just happens to be the powered one, so she feels extra special because she's needed. Yeah, I just don't feel like they spent enough time with that <laughs> time. Wow, uh, she could spend wow. That. You just got excited by your own <laughs> that was accidental a total pun. mistake, but I loved it. Um, yeah, I wish they would would explore that a little bit more. I mean, I know they already shot it, and we're going to get what we got, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, this is what you're yeah. hoping to see. On yeah, I want to see yeah. a little bit more of Switch and what makes her tick, so to speak. Yeah, like, we yeah. see her kind of like being on both sides, kind of. Just yeah. like she's being okay with being on both sides. Yeah, she's do complacent, you, really. Do you think that she's gonna be? She's gonna pick a side by the end of this and kind of turn the tables and be the deciding factor. Ooh, is she going to stand up for what she believes in as opposed to what is expected of yeah, her? Definitely. Or are all of her teeth going to fall out? Or is she going to be like, hey, Yeah, I do think she's not going to have any teeth left. But, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. But I did like that she had, in her little dream, she had the little the little uh, yeah, wind-up toy wind thing. Yeah, she's a little wind-up toy. Which is really what it comes down to. Is, yeah, you know, she's just, a little wind-up yeah, toy she, doing whatever. And wind her like a little clock. Yeah. So. That was yeah. a really cool that was the, the visual, really yeah. Cool. I mean, there, were, there were a lot. So I just want a copy of the 
the rules of time travel. Like, yeah, me I would too. Like to have that's what I've been yeah. asking for this whole time. Is what it. are the rules here? Well, Can we? But well, how sad. What edition do you too? want? Because there's so many additions to the rules of time travel. Well, the, <laughs> one of the important questions that is asked as part of the rules of time travel in this episode is what comfort can a time traveler have in a moment? knowing that everything that exists will end, and that's really what this whole episode is about. That's yeah. David's belief. Mm-hmm. So for her, it's like, I, I, you can't enjoy everything because you know that it's not going to actually happen. You know, Whatever you do can be undone, and you're the one that can undo it. You know, So I think that, yeah, getting... It would be great if, if we could have the, the rules of time travel printed out in a nice little laminated card, and we could all look in case we... Well, no, when we time travel, we'll know, like, oh, we probably shouldn't do this. And we probably shouldn't do that. But uh, I love that message, yeah. too. Is that this mm-hmm. is clearly like one of the, the morality messages that they're incorporating is that if you're not living in the moment, then yeah. you're selling yourself short. And the loneliest people in the world are the people who are either so stuck in the past or so anxious of the future mm-hmm. that yeah. they're eaten alive by their own time demons. And it's yep. the most beautiful metaphor. And that's why we're going to get drunk on the panel next week because it's not going to matter in the end. Exactly. <laughs> No matter what we say, and or do, we also fine. won't remember it. We won't remember so it's it. Fine. It, it, it's, it's I feel cool. like I understand the episode more if I do that. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, if there were a Legion drinking game, I uh, you know. We, <laughs> every <laughs> time somebody game. says "Daddy," every time <laughs> David makes somebody's head explode. We'll do one for the after show too. <laughs> <laughs> if you spill your drink, you have uh, to, to take finish a it. I wanted to uh, make sure that we talked about. About Farouk because uh, yes. he it, his patience is starting to finally wear thin uh-huh. because he's had he has this elaborate chess game where he's ready to basically take on David and take him out and whatever it is that you know his plan ultimately is despite the fact that he of course you know I could never hate you would be like hating myself and I'm like well you probably do hate yourself by the way mm-hmm. but and they did so uh, the the district everybody disagrees with him so. What does he do? Is he tells David how to come find him? I know. And I, I was just like, well, that that's one move. But I, it does get get him what he wants. And David is on the ship. It doesn't go the way he wants it to. But let's not talk about that part. I wanted to know what everybody thinks about Farouk. Just basically, you know, completely discarding the rule book. And I like, disagree with you that. Everybody disagreed with him. I think Sid agreed with him, which is why she said, "Let's go to space," right. so that. They can lure him there, and then right. she could have a, a face-off with him, which is what mm-hmm. he asked of her in the first place. He said, Sid, you need to face-off with him, get in there, and make him trust you so that you can switch bodies and all this right. stuff. So, I think she did listen to him. Right. And everybody else. But it, seemed, fan. it seemed yeah. like she was the the one who agreed with him. So, mm-hmm. when I said everybody, I, I mean, oh, the majority okay. didn't want to listen, Sorry. so he got upset. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, I'm just going to tell David we're here. Um, what did you think about that, Elena? That, that Farouk is just like, hey, I come mean, find I feel like it's exactly what we expected. Farouk has been doing villainous things. And what we seem to have as the overarching morality message, the moral of the story, is that when you're so self-centered and you don't take into consideration other people's opinions and other people's realities and you lack this empathy, then that's what makes you so villainous. And so this is what shows us as the audience that Farouk really is a true villain is that he's willing to put everybody else at risk because he didn't like their plan. 
Yeah, it also begs the question, Jeff, uh, why does he need anybody to help him? Like, it's almost like, if you're not going to listen to me, why are you even here, you know? He definitely needs them, because yeah. every time he, he uh, goes after David, he's not he's not winning. So he definitely needs them, but, like, I was kind of frustrated, or I was, I was frustrated at myself because I was surprised. I was like, why, looking back, I was like, why was I surprised that he double-crossed the, um, the people he was with? Right. And... Like you said, he's a villain. That's what villains do. And I was just like, that's what he should have did. I mean, that, it, it makes it makes sense. Yeah. Well, look, this is this is a guy who's been a villain since like before the time of Jesus. Whether you believe in it, that's not the point. So you know, he, him being a villain goes back to BC. So clearly, you know, that's going to be his default. He's going to come back around to it. I'm going to be the devil's advocate. The Forex advocate. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, the demons and, advocate. Yes, yeah, the time yeah. demon. Yes. Um, I'm going to say that it's beyond him being a villain. I think that every single character here, even Farouk, the time-old demon that's been here since Jesus, uh, also has feelings and emotions sure. and a moral compass and actually does care about David. Um, I'm going to say that he's been inside of David's head for since David was a, a boy. Yeah. Seen him grow up, felt all of his emotions. He has a connection to David. I believe that Farouk cares about him and doesn't want to see him, A, destroy himself, and B, destroy the world. I think that's that what I'm going to say. I think he cares about David. I don't think he gives a crap no, about anybody else. No, nobody ship, else. Though. Nobody else. So just David. I, I think he cares about David in a very specific way. He cares about David as a tool to use against Charles Xavier, who is the only person in thousands of years who's embarrassed him and Bingo. beaten him in any way. Bingo. So he doesn't actually care about David. Uh, he needs I, David to be he alive cares to about use him, him like David cares about Switch. Right. That's a perfect. You think so? You think it's just totally using, but no, no. no. I I think he could have moments where he tries to convince himself that he cares, but I think ultimately, no. People don't matter to the Shadow King. I mean, he just he moves on from people. Like the the comic book version, there's a there there's a young girl who's one of the new mutants. Her name is Karma. He basically possesses her at one point, and what he does is he doesn't care and he eats until she becomes like 300 pounds and just he sits around in this disgusting body and then he leaves her because he's like well this is no good anymore so that is a very specific comic book reference but this is that character and that's what he thinks of people okay they they don't mean anything to him that's cool but I also feel like the more interesting choice in this whole in this in this universe that we're in right yeah. now is to have him actually have feelings for I David. I think that would be a really interesting choice. And but it would I, no, it would be impressive. I'm wondering because uh, I'm watching it and I'm wonder I'm I thought okay he could just be the villain here or he could actually care about him a little bit and yeah. I would like to see the second one but I you know I can agree with you No I, I, think, I think it's intentionally layered but that is you know another theme that they keep coming back to is like this sense of love versus this sense of using somebody for a purpose right. and like how can a parasite truly love a host Yeah it's it's true it's true and I'm wondering if anybody else feels this way if, I, if I'm the only one where so this episode I mean specifically they even reference it where he's like you know you are my son yeah. and he's like and you are my cancer yeah yeah. I think it's I think it's both ways yeah. like kind of well kind of a mixture of what we all been saying but it's like he cares about him because he's been with him for so long but at the end of the day he has a goal mm-hmm. so like he cares to him he cares about him to an extent and I feel like that extent is if like if you get in the way I'm gonna take you out 
but I still care about you. So it's a little bit of a mixture of both because I do agree that he cares about him, but he's still a villain at the end of the day. So it's to an extent. I can't wait till they face off, like really face off, yeah. you know? Uh, in the chat, Black Raspberry Production points out, uh, I'm starting to get the feeling that this show won't end with a climax of a happy ending. Just a feeling I'm mean, Bray will not be happy ending. It's not going to be a happy, happy ending. There will be ends. nothing happy about this. <laughs> no one will be happy. <laughs> no and, one. And if it's all in David's mind and he's sitting back in episode one of season one, uh, I'm going to be uh, incredibly unhappy and angry as I talk about every week on the show. I'm, just, I'm trying to will it out of existence if that's what's already been shot. Uh, before we run <laughs> out of time, which uh, we're in danger See, of. we can't I, do this I, 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 in this <laughs> lot of time. We need to have an after show that's like three Switch. times the length. Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> Can we just do this Take again? It back. But uh, before we get to a special segment and any of that stuff, we need to talk about this interaction between David and Sid. We only referenced oh, it in passing. Yes. And that's such an important part of this episode, especially what happens afterwards. So, uh, Jeff, I'll, I'll go to you first. Uh, were you surprised that she was playing him up until the point where she finally gets the chance to just touch him and try to switch bodies with him? I wasn't surprised. I was happy. I was When I first saw her, when I first saw the interaction... When she was sitting down, still, I was like, "Please do not play the the victim card." Right. Just like the innocent, like just go sure. along with it. And then when she started talking to him more, I kind of like I was happy because she actually went along with the plan that she talked to Farouk about. Well, more or less her plan because Farouk didn't want that. But no, I was happy to see that happen. It's a great interaction, and then obviously it backfired on her. But it was cool to see the um, I am Legion part of that yeah. takeover. Yeah, we'll get really to that cool. in a second, but I, I so I, I'm wondering, Alexa, do you, th- see, here's what I think. I think that it was very smart that she told him where Switch was, because I think that really disarmed him. Like, oh, wait, because yeah. well, they mm-hmm. totally Trust. lost his concentration. Trust. He's like, why would you tell me that? You know, he the was so focused, it was war. Yeah, so I think that was a very smart, calculated move, but mm-hmm. what do you think about her tactics in general, you know, that get close enough to just have, he just needed to lose his guard for basically a second, and 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 she had to touch him. So, what did you think? Uh, I thought it was brilliant. I loved watching her do that. I mean, I knew what was happening all along. I yeah. saw it, uh, but only because I feel like I've seen Sid grow uh, a lot, and I've seen her become a lot stronger. And it was just cool. It was cool to see her face off with David and use, basically, use him the way he used her. Yeah, can you, uh, do you uh, echo that sentiment, Elena? Yeah, I mean, I thought that it was definitely a very well calculated plan. And after seeing her interact with her younger self and that whole yeah. big speech about you know like being turned around and like the power moves and everything, mm-hmm. and then having that reference, it's like it was her trying to take back the power, oh. trying to turn back the situation, um, and kind of disarm him. By making him think, I mean, by playing into what narcissist is the one weakness is the belief that everyone also sees them as this god, this iconic figure. And she knew how to manipulate him because she did truly love him. So there's all these layers to that scene, too. And I just thought it was very, very well done and very well executed. Yeah, you could see the love too. That was real sad to watch. You know, them <laughs> basically say how much they loved each other, but yeah, but she had to take him down. She had. You have to, and he's going crazy and gonna destroy the world. Right. Exactly. So uh, <laughs> let's talk about what then happens next, and then we get the uh, the introduction of the uh, We Are Legion. Legion. Mm. And 
and the Legion Finally, of David. Finally, he says we are yeah. Legion. That right. was so Which cool. Which is clearly the case. And she was able to overpower one David, but not a Legion of them. Uh, so, Elena, give me your reaction to watching sort of all those Davids kind of descend upon her and well, basically have her lose her mind and put her away in a box somewhere. I mean, it, that was rough, but it basically just solidified what we knew about David, is that he's so far gone at this point that it's like, look, dude, the little Davids in your brain are broken, man. Like, they're convincing themselves that, and it's you see tangibly him convincing himself and all of these different fragmented parts of himself making him think that he's doing the right thing which is what's so heartbreaking is that he doesn't see himself as a villain in any terms as he still thinks he's the hero and he still thinks he's saving Sid by basically stripping her of her entire mind. Yeah, I was going to say, it's finally we get, I mean, we've been in his mind before, but I felt like this is, was the time that we saw him at his most vulnerable. Yeah. We actually saw every single personality that he's ever had all just descending upon Sid, and it was A, frightening, and B, heartbreaking to see just how, just effed up he is, you know? Mm -hmm. How many personalities he has. Well, it also shows just how easily he could be replaced by one of the other ones. You know, I mean, he he is usually in control, but in that moment, because he's so vulnerable, I mean, it's like, oh, I mean, we're all here. You know, which one of us gets to take charge, you know, for a little while? Uh, so many, too. They are actually yeah. a legion. Yeah, there was an actual legion. <laughs> it was. Of, of, of it's like a crazy Jane-type scenario, but without any indicator of who is who. They're just all David. They're all legion, and they're all effed. Yes. <laughs> so uh, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens uh, next week. I did like... Switch's tactic to basically sneak up behind Farouk and uh, open the little portal. And he fought the good fight. You know, he actually almost got back through, which I thought was interesting. Because it's, you know, it's good to remind us that he is the Shadow King. The Shadow King, and he is incredibly powerful. Just David is able to kind of nudge him a little bit more because he's a legion, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, But to put him back sort of in that space between time that we saw last week, which was basically the still photographs. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, uh, you know, and where we go from here, where we go back to, that was literally the end of the episode. And I was like, I was ready to fast forward to go to the next segment. And I'm like, oh, we we ran out of time. But I wanted to see that right now. Where is he going to go in place of... He says it's a quick trip. Yeah. And and Switch warns warns him that the uh, time demons will be there. uh, And this time they won't stop. This is is a great time to... You know what time it is on the clock when uh, the time demons show up? What time is it when the time demons show up? (laughs) 2.30. Because there's 13. I, I knew where you were going. That was a joke. You're welcome. It was delightful. Yeah. It took me a second that, to get it. And I got it. And then I so went. You, only, oh. you only get that here. Uh, yeah, before that, jokes. what I was about to say <laughs> was that this is a perfect time for us to get to predictions for next week as to this very specific prediction. Where do you think they're going back to? Where do you think they're going back to, Jeff? I think they're going back to, um, well, we see they're going back to Sid. I think he's going to try and, like, manipulate Sid somehow. 
I don't know why or for what reason, but I feel like he's going to try and manipulate Sid and try to have her mindset so he can, or she can be on his side. So I don't really see okay. why that's his choice, but in the in the trailer for next week, that's why we see him go. Right. What do you think, Alexa? Where do you think he's headed to? I mean, basically, along the same lines, we do see in the prediction for next week or whatever, the, the trailer preview, for next yeah. preview for next week, um, we saw her as a baby and... Uh, oh, and, and Melanie and Oliver yeah. are going to be the ones that we think we know her yeah. you know, from before. Yeah, so maybe no he before. tries to take her from the situation that she was living in with her mother yeah. and put her in a different situation entirely, maybe with Melanie. Um, yeah. Who knows? But I think he's going to try to alter her past as opposed to his own. Which is interesting because this is the episode where I was trying to remember, like, what happened to Melanie and Oliver? Like, where have they been? I don't remember now. Yeah, so. they're in that little frozen space. Right, that's yeah. what I thought was I'm, I'm, I'm ready for them to come back. So, uh, where Oliver do you think... Oliver misses the, the girl who kicks. <laughs> right. Where do you think everyone. that that uh, David has switched taking him to? Uh, I think like, 100%, yeah, he's going to go try to change Sid's timeline, and I think that she inadvertently put the idea in his head when she was saying, look, but if you go back, then we'll never love each other, we'll never meet, we'll never... Bingo! And I think that's when he went, oh, that's great, and it goes back to the whole, is it better to have never have loved than than to have loved and lost? And so I think in David's mind, he's saying, okay, this is a relationship I can't control, this is true emotion, and I see that as weakness. The way to cut this emotion out, this cancer that he feels, we're, you know, going back to the whole emotion versus Mm -hmm. parasitic nature um, he sees it as a hindrance, and he's gonna go try to. Really? Because I feel like he's doing this to potentially, like he thinks that he'll be able to meet Sid again, and they'll fall in love in a different scenario potentially. So you're thinking maybe that, you think he he's watching the uh, NBC comedy The Good Place, where that's basically the the, the whole idea for. <laughs> but this time he can control it. All yeah. I know is that he's driven by by he thinks he's driven by love here. He's yeah, trying. He thinks to, that love will conquer all, right? And that but to find him, control is love yeah. because uh, that's the way that narcissistic. Pers- personality disorder work so this is him saying okay if I can go back and control everything then that is true love Uh, and outside the box prediction from Jenna James maybe back to when Farouk first met Xavier Um, we've already gone a little bit long one thing I want to do is uh, I guess we have some uh, some photos to share and then also uh, I guess you're not going to see it real well but this is the back of Alana's uh, Alana's phone see I did it Alana 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 Turner's phone different people she got it from Comic Con for those watching on YouTube and a tiny tiny sticker that you definitely can't see so here you are with (laughs) what is it is it the Legion phone booth the um, Legion that Tardis? is, yeah, the Legion Tardis. They have this weird crossover with yeah. Doctor Who. No, um, it was just the FX uh, Fearless Forum that they set up was kind of a little celebration of all the FX shows. And this is what Legion got was just that one little poster. Yeah. <laughs> so I took several pictures in front of it to make it seem like it was more. But they did give us this, so that yeah. was a delight. That's dope. There was different options, and apparently they had a lot of these left, so I should have just asked if they could give me more. But 
I'm not you know. mad. I'm just disappointed. But, you know, Thank you. Yeah, and I'm glad I'm you said you said what we're all thinking. Uh, Ryan, don't play the drop, but very quickly, uh, Jeff, uh, the is this a real life? Is this just fantasy? What was the moment that you wanted to isolate there? That was when Lenny killed herself. Oh, that's that was mine too. Okay, so we both have the same one. Yep. So, uh, did you have one, Alexa, where you're like, wait, did this really happen, or did this? Uh, not? I mean, same hashtag same, but then also uh, when he made all of his fans his his yeah. What, that was fans. mine. Yeah. Poof, so you guys, so we had the same. So, so the boys had the same one, and the girls had the same one. Yeah. Look at us. Aren't we adorable? We are. Anyway, we are indeed also out of time. <laughs> in addition to being adorable, but thank you to everyone in the chat, and le- we will be back next Monday at 9 Pacific. I almost said the wrong time. Uh, time but, is meaningless. It's also true. Yeah, tune in whenever you want. It doesn't matter. You'll just have to watch it again at some point. But until then, Jeff, where do people find you? At Jeff Will underscore Junior on all your social media platforms. Alexa Cappy, where do people find you? At Alexa Cappy oh. on Instagram. And Elena, Alana, Helena, where do people find you? You find me at Twitter, at Elena Jordan, and on Instagram at Alana J. Jordan. Let's Ooh. just switch let's it just up. Do Why it. not? And also, you can find- I was at, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was at Comic-Con, and I did some panels and some cool stuff, so talk to me about it on yeah. the internet. Talk to her about how cool she is. Uh, you know, some of us <laughs> yeah. were home. We weren't cool. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at ChristianDMZ, and in mere moments, on AfterBuzz TV, we'll be doing a special, I don't know if it's Star Trek Weekly, I don't know what it is, but we're going to react to the Picard trailer, <gasps> so look for that somewhere on AfterBuzz in mere minutes. I think it's going to be under Star Trek Weekly, but just look for Star Trek AfterBuzz, you're going to see that. Anyway, uh, see everybody next week. Kevin Undergaro and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 